You have found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the report that the Chicago Bulls would listen if the Lakers called and tried to trade Russell Westbrook and two first-round picks for Zach Levine and what that could entail moving forward. We're also going to preview the Charlotte game and talk about the Chicago Bulls having another meeting after their loss to Indiana. All that and more in today's episode of Locked on Bulls. Let's go. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Pat, the designer, host and creator of the Windy City Breeze. I want to tell you today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment uh, more. Place your $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose. Visit FanDuel.com forward slash Locked On to get started today. Uh, Like I said, I'm Pat, the designer, host, creator of the Windy City Breeze. Appreciate you guys for tuning in and rocking with us for another episode of Locked On Bulls. Let's get this thing cracking, man, right? So the the topic of the day is, of course, what's going to happen with this team. Is AK going to make trades? Is AK going to be looking to make moves, right? And the big thing is who's going to be the person on the chopping block? Recently in a report, Zach Lowe talked about the Chicago Bulls possibly moving on from Zach Levine in the Lakers. If the Lakers call for a trade that would include Russell Westbrook and two first round picks, the 2027 first round pick and the 2029 first round pick. And there's two things here that you really have to look at to try and figure out kind of what this is going to do for this team, how this is going to play out for this team moving forward if they were to make a move like this. The first thing is, right, like, is this something that's actually going to put you in a position to be successful in the long term? I get it, I get it right. You get these picks, but you're also sending Zach Levine to a team with Anthony Davis on it. Um, if, if you feel like AD is going to be able to come back and have any contribution with Zach Levine, right, like, you would think that those picks would at a minimum be mid-level first round picks that maybe can turn into something. Not to say that they can't, right? Still be some nice picks. But at the end of the day, you're you're trading a player that can go out and make plays for future prospects, right? And you're going down this future path that you might not be in a position to uh to, to make the right selection on at this point, right? Because then all of a sudden you're changing the direction of your team. Then all of a sudden you're changing the trajectory of your team. And I'm going to be honest with you. I think the main thing is if the Bulls were to trade for Zach Levine, I'm sorry, if the Bulls were to trade Zach Levine, I think you could get a lot more than Russell Westbrook and a couple of first round picks. There are teams out here that are trying to get themselves back into a position to be where they were in the playoffs last year. I look at the Dallas Mavericks, right, where they've come out year after uh, a year after going to the Western Conference Finals and in a very similar situation to the Chicago Bulls have been a very up and down team, have not been able to replace Jalen Brunson, and they've been looking for that second option. And so I think that you could look at a team like that and say, hey, we'll give you this or uh, we'll give you Zach Levine if you were to give us this, right? I just, not to say I think Zach Lowe's wrong, right? Like, I think he's probably hearing these things, but 
there's always this assumption around Zach Levine that, oh, he just he has to be in L.A. He wants to be in L.A. He's done with Chicago. He just wants to get back home to L.A. And I, I always wonder where he's given that assumption or where he's getting that assumption from, where he's given that opinion at. Right. Because I've never heard Zach Levine say he doesn't want to be a part of the Chicago Bulls. I've never heard Zach Levine say um, that that he wants to go to LA we heard we heard rumblings that he was he was around LA and he lives in LA right and things like that but I, I've never heard that Zach Levine's just done with Chicago and wants to go to LA but there's always this feeling around Zach Levine in the national media that well you know he wants to be a Laker you know he wants to go be and I I, I just don't get that right so that that was the one thing in the report that I really I never almost vibe with, right? And this was a podcast with, I believe Bobby Marks was on there as well. Uh, and both of them co-signed the Chicago Bulls would be interested in this deal. And I think here's the thing at the end of the day, right? If AK is to the point where he wants to move on from Zach Levine, if AK is to the point where he wants to say, okay, listen, we we signed you to this deal. If, if signing Zach Levine to this deal was essentially to say, at some point, we're going to have to move on from you. We would rather have you under contract so that we can get the most back for you interesting way to do it is the Lakers the trade that you want to make, right? You're, you're talking about a couple of first round picks. That's nice. I like it. it it's it, the Lakers aren't going to suck with Zach Levine, though, right? They're not going to get worse. If you send Zach Levine over there, they're going to get better if anything else. And, uh, and I don't know if LeBron James will still be playing by the 2027 season, but again, you're betting on the future instead of betting on the team that you have right now. And everything that you did for this team was to build a team around Zach Levine. You brought in a young point guard who hasn't been able to play, for Zach Levine to be here. You brought in DeMar DeRozan to give Zach Levine help on a scoring load. You brought in Nikola Vucevic just to show that we were serious about this rebuild, right? So there's a lot of things to or retool, I guess. Uh, so, so there's a lot of things to me that it doesn't make sense for the Bulls to just all of a sudden move on from Zach Levine after a half of basketball. And by the way, a half of basketball where outside of that last game versus Indiana, Zach Levine has been playing really, really well. Did he start off the season struggling? For sure, he did. Coming back from an injury, wasn't feeling like himself. We've got that documented. We've talked about that. Stacey King has brought that up on the broadcast multiple times. Uh, are there moments where Zach Levine has low IQ moments? I Based on, right, like you would like to see him make a pass or you would like to see him, you know, go, go in a different direction with a play for sure 100 those moments do exist but at the end of the day Zach Levine's a really talented player and unless you feel like you're going to replace that talent with a similar talent right we've been down this path before everybody who's clamoring for the rebuild path everybody who's clamoring for the blow it up path who's who's clamoring for the trade path I want y'all to really go back and remember what it was like to win 22 games right now I, I I say this all the time the people that were watching when we were winning 18 and 22 games are not the people claiming to blow it up the people that are claiming to blow it up are the people that stopped watching when we were winning 18 games that stopped watching. When we were winning 22 games. So uh, I, I, I don't, if, if you want to see this bulls team blow it up, I, I just don't see. And, and that, I, I guess that that technically would be blowing it up, right? You trade the, the piece that you just signed to a max deal. I just don't see trading Zach Levine to LA being the best option in that situation. Um, I think that you could get more value for him, especially how teams view him around the league as a scorer, how how his defense has improved, right? He's he's been a he's been a really nice player for the Chicago Bulls this season. And outside of again, right, like it's taken him time to build up to that point, but you can't have one game where Zach Levine in, 
has a subpar game and just say, this guy sucks. Again, he's back to the old Zach Levine. No, DeMar DeRozan's going off. You keep feeding the beast. It worked in that situation. And, it, and listen, he was playing well in the first half of that game. There's a ton to, to talk about with this Bulls team. And we'll get into that in the second segment about this Indiana game. But I don't think that, right, like we can go. I, I, I just, I can't go from the highest highs to the second the Bulls lose a game that they should have won. We're trading everybody again, right? Because you know what? Uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, I believe the Clippers lost to the Pacers this year. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe the uh, – now, granted, right? Not in this situation. They, they, they were on a seven-game skid. They were supposed to – this is a game you're supposed to win, but I'm not just going to blow everything up the second that I hear this. And I love that these stories always pop up the second after the Chicago Bulls lose a game that they're supposed to win. The second it had, Zach Lowe wasn't talking about this when the Bulls were winning, right? Nobody was having these conversations when the Bulls were winning. Nobody was having these conversations when the Bulls were losing close games to teams they were supposed to be losing to. Nobody was having these conversations. When, when do we start having these conversations? The second that we lose to the Indiana Pacers. Granted, without Tyrese Halliburton, their best player on the floor. But then all of a sudden, it's start up the trade machine again. I wouldn't be surprised. Though. I'm not going to lie to you. I wouldn't be surprised if Zach Lowe's not on the clutch sports payroll. I'm not. I, I, he's got to be, right? He's got to be a part of y'all know how in 2K uh, um, you kept going to that one reporter to play games in the media and stuff like that. Like that's got to be Zach Lowe, right? Like there's no way that every time the Chicago Bulls have a bad game, he's out there ready to trade Zach Levine to the Lakers. Like it, it, it's insanity at this point. But I think I think at the end of the day, I don't see the trade being realistic. I don't see this being a trade that the Bulls are are, are going to make happen. And, and here's the thing. He basically says the Bulls would listen. I think the Bulls would listen too. I don't think that they would turn away trades. I don't think that AK is in the business of turning away trades, right? Like, and if he is... Zach Levine's one of the guys that he's already said, right? Like he he's talked about guys being untouchable. Zach Levine was one of those guys. Uh, DeMar DeRozan was one of those guys. You have guys that he's already cut. Patrick Williams has been one of those guys. Alice Caruso, you have guys that he's already come out and said, I'm not trading. And yet, I love that, by the way, when he tells us something, we're just like, but he's not telling the truth. It's like, but he's told the truth the entire time. He's never said, I'm going to keep this player around and that player's still here. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It, it's always interesting to me when stuff like that pops up. It's always interesting to me when when you're you're talking to GMs and, and different things like that. And all of a sudden, right, this GM just, oh, no, I, I, I know I said this, but I'm going to get rid of this guy. If they have been kind of on par with their word in situations like that. So, hey, man, at the end of the day, I don't believe that Zach Levine's going to be traded. But I do think we have some things to fix. We have some major things to fix here in Chicago. And at the end of the day, um, we'll, we'll talk about this team meeting that the Bulls had to have yet again in the next segment. But first, we do got to tell you about FanDuel because the NBA, NFL, I'm sorry, playoffs are here. And I am so excited to tell you about our new sports betting partner for the Locked On Network because they are the number one sports book in America. FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers can join today and start with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com forward slash locked on. FanDuel has all your favorite bets 
from the money line to the point spread to the player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance to win bigger payouts with a same game parlay. All that on the app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So, football fans, do not miss out. Basketball fans, you can do the same. Do not miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get a $150 uh, 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 to get $150 in free bets, win or lose at FanDuel.com forward slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports partner of the NFL. Now, we appreciate you guys for tuning in and rocking with us, continuing on with the show, man. Um, the Chicago Bulls had to have another meeting after a atrocious loss to the Indiana Pacers, right? Like there is no worse loss that you can have than blowing a 21 point lead, a 21 point lead where you looked like literally you were going to walk them out of the building, dog walk them out of the building, if you will. Uh, and at the end of it, you sit there and you're trying to figure out what happened to your team, why your team is on the losing end of this. How do you fix this? What's going on? So Darnell Mayberry wrote about it and said the Chicago Bulls had another meeting after yesterday, or uh, uh, what was that, Wednesday's game? after Or no, Tuesday's game. After Tuesday's game. And here's my thought on it, right? Because what he talked about in the article over on The Athletic was that Nikola Vucevic basically said, we can talk about it all day. We have to implement it on the court. Zach Levine echoed the same sentiment. Billy Donovan has said it all day. All season. When does the talking stop? Because we continue to lose these types of games, this style of game, right? Because here's the thing for me. The last time the Bulls were on a three-game win streak, we lose to the Houston Rockets. They were coming in on a losing streak. They were one of the wor- they were the worst team in the NBA at that point. Lose to them. You go on a three-game streak again, beating some good teams, by the way. You beat Atlanta. You beat Golden State. Good teams. Not teams that are in the best position right now, but good teams. And it's almost as if there's a limit to what the Bulls can do. There's a cap. There's something holding them back, right? They're trying to break through this ceiling, and they're not able to do it. And to me, that brings in the mental aspect of this game. And there's some things mentally that I think the Chicago Bulls need to address. There's some things, right, like the the, the in-the-moment adjustments, the in-the-moment uh, uh, um, aspects of the game, right? Like, I, I'm not going to kill Zach Levine for not passing the ball to Alice Caruso. I know everybody's sitting there and they're like, he was wide open under the bucket. You got to get that ball to him. You were late in the five-second count at that point. You don't know when the ref's going to blow that whistle. You don't want to take a chance that you don't get a pass in. You call a timeout. You go with the secure play. I, I actually like that play. Um, I know that he flashes late at the end, but he was very late in the five-second count on that. So I, I'm not killing him on that play. But I think the thing is, right, there was so many plays that led you up to that moment where you had to be in that position. Things you could have done defensively. Chicago Bulls defense basically just didn't show up in the second half of the game. And I don't know what that is. I don't know if you feel like, right, you just don't have to play to the level of competition that's on the floor night in and night out. I, I, I don't know. I don't have an answer for it. But I'll tell you what, the team meetings aren't the answer 
roster either. What are y'all going to do? Y'all going to go in there and just air it out, right? Like, we don't need an official team meeting for this stuff. Just beef it out in the locker room. Scrap it out. Get it over with. And I, I think that's the part with here, right, where it's, it, everybody's trying to be kumbaya. Everybody's trying to be best friends. And nobody wants to ruffle feathers. Feathers need to be ruffled. You continue to lose these games. No matter what we've seen from the Chicago Bulls all season, one thing that has been constant is you have continued to lose these games. You can go out and play well three, four games in a row. And here's the thing. It's, it's, it's a morale thing as well, right? It's the fact that you know you should have beat them. And there is an element of the game where that, that comes into play, right? You built up all of this. stuff. You beat Golden State. Heck of a win. Nobody picked you to get that win. Heck of a win. Good win. Defensive. Offensive. Moved the ball. Loved it. Did, did, did everything you had to do. Second uh, second game of that was Detroit out in Paris. You were picked to win that one. You were supposed to win that one. Come back. Jet lag. Playing against the Atlanta Hawks. Got to get that win. Boom. You get that win. It looks convincing. You moved the ball well. You did everything you need to do. First half of the Indiana game, you continued that level of play. Second half of that game, you get your teeth knocked in for 20 four minutes on the court you can't find a way to score a bucket because they picked up defensive intensity and toughness and they can find every way to score a bucket because you didn't and you know what those games like that can knock you back further than winning the other three because the morale of the team is based around what's happening versus the worst teams in the league you you sit there you you can lose to the golden state warriors and have absolutely the answer why you lost to that game you you can look at things you can say we should we should be able to beat this we should be able to make this happen blah 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 when you lose to the worst teams in the nba that that's not an answer that's just we didn't we didn't do our job and when you don't do your job, that can knock you further down than losing to one of the best teams in the NBA. You lose to Boston, guess what? Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown cooked us. You lose to Indiana. Miles Turner and Ben Matherin cooked us. That ain't the same. So I'm tired of hearing about the team meetings. I'm tired of hearing about we got to come together. We got to make, you know this. We all know this. Are you going to do it? Because if you're not going to do it, then stop talking about it. You've been talking about it since the second half of last season. When is the talk done? When is the conversation end and the basketball begin? That's the question that I have to the Chicago Bulls. We keep hearing about these team meetings. Got to have a team meeting on this. Got to talk about it with the team on it. And I'm not saying don't talk to the team, but what the, the point here is that talk is cheap if it's not backed by action. It's the exact same. Money, money is, is worthless if not backed by gold. You ain't got no gold. You just got some paper in your hand right now, Chicago. Come on. And you can, here's the thing. You can change the assessment tonight. Hayes just talked about it, talked about winning the week. The Chicago Bulls have to be able to win the week. Still have that opportunity. You go three and one this week, you're in a really good position. You come out of it. And I, I did pick the Bulls to lose one of these games. In, in fairness, uh, I actually thought it would be the Charlotte game. But uh, I, I did pick the Bulls. Or no, what I say? I said it'll be, it'll be the Orlando game. I thought it'd be the Orlando game. I thought we'd beat the Pacers. Um, I, I 
I have the Bulls right going up against Charlotte tonight, and and if they go three and one, you're still in a really good position moving forward, right? You you left this week a successful week, and that's all you can hope for. That's all the goal can be, right? Yes, you lost to the Indiana Pacers. You know how you fix that? You go out there and you beat the Charlotte Hornets. You go out there and you beat the Orlando Magic. But the fact that I have to question whether you're going to have the heart, the drive, the fight to go out there and beat the Orlando Magic, I think we can beat the Hornets. I hope. But the fact that I have to question whether you can go out there and beat the Orlando Magic, and they not no slouches. That boy Paolo Bancaro got game, and y'all have lost the game without him in it. And I'm going to be honest with you. The Bulls have nobody on the team that can guard them. They have nobody on the team that can slow them down. So then the question becomes, how do you continue or how, how do you find a way to get that win? How do you fight your way through? How do you get to that next level? How do you get to that next step? I've been talking about this for two weeks now. The Bulls are here. How do they get here? How do you overcome? How did they overcome the jet lag? How did, right? Like there's so many factors that play into things with this, but the meetings, they're not, what are they helping? What are they fixing? You're talking about the same things. Nikola Vucevic said it. You're talking about the same things. You got to get it together. Got to get it together. Let's actually get into that final game, man. Uh, appreciate you guys for listening in. As always, if you're on the YouTube side and you haven't done so, hit that like button, man. If you are on the uh, the the podcast side, give us a five-star review, man. We'll read your comment live here on the podcast let us know what you think of the podcast or just ask any bulls question make sure to give us a five-star review also make sure you guys are hitting up that mailbag we're going to start doing mailbag episodes every friday i know we've been pushing this um but the mailbag's been kind of empty lately so um we're gonna start doing mailbag episodes every friday and uh just talking with you guys right because at the end of the day we want to know how you guys feel about this as well the comments do it justice but hearing from you guys can do it just as much justice man so uh make sure you guys are calling in on that mailbag we'll talk with you guys tomorrow on that all right bulls go up against the charlotte hornets tonight what's my evaluation what's my estimation bulls should win Right, you, this should be a game you should be able to go out there and get. This is supposed to be our rivalry game due to Lamelo Ball and Lonzo Ball being on the court. Don't look like that's gonna happen. So uh, at the end of the day, this is a game the Bulls should be able to go out there and win. Right, Charlotte, not not exactly a knocking down any major doors here this season with uh, with with their play. Um, they're not even one of those teams, right, where you feel like they can sneak one in. Like, they, they're a really, really bad team. They are a really bad basketball team. I mean, Terry Rozier basically being their best player right now. Um, he's averaging 21 a game and scoring. He's got five points to assist this season. You're talking about Mason Plumley being a solid rebounder for you there. They've got 13 wins. They are 13 and 36. You better not lose to this team. I mean, they're one of the worst offensive teams in the NBA. They're one of the worst defensive teams in the NBA. They basically just take a bunch of one-on-one -on -one shots. They're coming off of two straight losses where they've been destroyed two games in a row. This game better not even be close. 
especially coming off of the debacle versus Indiana. I mean, honestly, dog, like I, I there, there's no, there's no rhyme or reason. There's absolutely no, nothing you can come up with where I should be talking about the Chicago Bulls or what we should be talking about. Hayes will be back tonight, but we should be talking about the Chicago Bulls losing a game to the Charlotte Hornets. But you know what? Can I guarantee you that the Bulls are going to win? I can't. Can I guarantee you that the Bulls are going to come away with a dump? I can't. I can't. The 14th worst uh, best team in the Eastern Conference. Or 14th worst, I guess, if you look at it that way. In the Eastern Conference. That, that's, that's the assessment. There's no serious breakdown coming in. Like, honestly, right? The Charlotte Hornets are bad. They run terrible systems. They look like a Steve Clifford coach team. They, they don't play well defensively. They don't close out to the ball well. They don't get out to three-point shooters well. They don't protect the paint well. They, they, you, there's nothing they do well. Nikola Vucevic, you want to you want to show me something tonight? Go back to the system that's been working. This is the time where you get to practice that. Go back to the system that's been working. Nikola Vucevic should have forty five tonight. You laid the formula out over the last few games. Go back to that. Nikola Vucevic should have a thirty plus point double double tonight. If all you're worried about is winning the game, if you're worried about your accolades, you're worried about your stats. Now that's a different conversation. But if all you're worried about is getting this win, Nikola Vucevic should dominate tonight. They don't even have anybody on this team that I'm even remotely worried about being able to slow down Vuce. What? Who, who we got? Let, let's look at the centers. Mason Plumley and Nick Richards, uh, power forwards, um, JT Thor and PJ Washington. For those on the podcast, I'm just staring into the camera. Like, come on, dog. What are we talking about here? It, 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 there should be zero situation where we lose tonight. But you know what's going to happen? Kelly Oubre Jr. is going to stand in the corner and rain threes down. Cody Martin's going to get himself going. Gordon Hayward's going to – right? Like, we, we know how this goes. It's going to be competitive. I'm, you get sick of it at a certain point, honestly, man. You get sick of it. And you know what? Bulls fans are justified in their, in their visceral disappointment of this team. They're justified in it. The wins are great. I'm right there with you on the wins. But you know what? When you lose the way you've lost this season, they're justified in being allowed to call you out. But we'll be live tonight for the post-game show after the Bulls game. Appreciate you guys for tuning in and showing love as always, man. Uh, follow us on everything at Locked on Bulls. You can follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. Uh, make sure that you guys are liking and subscribing to the channel on YouTube. And also make sure that you're list if you're listening on the podcast side, you drop that five-star review so that we can read your comment live on air. As always, man, it's your boy Pat the Designer. Back at it again. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. Bulls better get a dub at the end of the day, man. That's what it comes down to. Peace.